0: In today's episode, I'm sharing what I like to call my top power principles for life and work, principles to help you navigate through nonsense, common sense, and God's sense. These are principles I wish I had a better handle on earlier in life and principles I've turned to time and time again to help me make the right decisions and stay on the course God wants me to stay on. Creating this episode was incredibly encouraging, motivating, confirming, and inspiring to me, and I can't wait to dive in and encourage you as well. Keep listening for some serious inspiration. You're listening to Work Is Good, the thought-provoking, gaze-shifting, and action-inspiring podcast for Christian women who work from home. If you desire to keep looking upward to Christ in your work and beyond, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Kristen Eifeldano, from Working Upward. .com It's no secret that we live in a world jam-packed with tips and ideas to make your life better, your food better, your relationships better, your bank account bigger, your waistline thinner, your hair thicker, and I could go on and on and on. The truth is, it's a noisy, noisy world with a lot of so-called experts telling you to do this or that, and yet they often contradict each other, each expert claiming their idea is the latest and greatest. But there really is nothing new under the sun, according to that wise author of Ecclesiastes, before coming to the summarized conclusion that the whole duty of man is simply to fear God and keep His commandments. And what does it mean to keep His commandments? Well, Jesus gave another summary statement when he said that to keep his commandments is to love God with all our heart, soul, and mind, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. See what he did there? He summarized all the commandments with those two commands, going on to say that on those two hangs all the law and the prophets. Now, I don't know about you, but I need summary statements like that to help me navigate through nonsense, common sense, and God's sense. I need those guiding principles to help me make sense of all the information I'm taking in, make the right decisions, and stay on the course God wants me to stay on. And as I learn lessons along the way, I need summary statements to help me remember them. They help me focus on those principles that are actually true, whether they come directly from the Bible or are more practical in nature, yet still congruent with scripture. In today's episode, I'm going to share with you my top summary statements. I like to call them power principles for life and work. And let me just say I had so much fun putting this episode together because writing out this list was just so encouraging, motivating, confirming, and inspiring to me and I can't wait to dive in and share these with you. If you're ready to start a podcast of your own, let me just tell you that the right tools make all the difference. Go to workingupward.com forward slash podcast, and you'll learn all about my podcasting tips, tools, and process, as well as get a link to use that gives you a $20 Amazon gift card in your second month of Buzzsprout hosting. You'll also help support the Work is Good podcast, which I greatly appreciate. Again, that's workingupward.com forward slash how I podcast. The first power principle is, of course, this one work is good. Yes, just like you see in the title of this podcast, and like you heard in episode one. If you're like most people, there is work you just love to do. It's fun exciting, challenging, and perhaps it yields immediate results rather than delayed results. It highlights your strengths and absolutely energizes you. And it's easy to remember work is good when you're doing this kind of work. But there is also work you don't love. Maybe it stretches your brain a little too much, or maybe it doesn't stretch your brain enough. It's just monotonous, but it's an essential to daily life or it's just not going away soon. Or the worst, it's not something you have to do every once in a while. It's something you have to do every day. And just when you're finished with it, you see it coming at you again. You know what I mean. I'm talking laundry, emptying the dishwasher, or cleaning those bathrooms. It's in these moments, friends, that you need to remember that work is indeed good. Even when cleaning toilets, you are glorifying God. God. He looks at you while you're doing these things, and He smiles. He is pleased because it is work. It's His plan for you at that very moment, and it is good. We need to remember this power principle every single day. Let's move on to number two, sola scriptura. And by this, I mean that all truth that is necessary for our salvation and spiritual lives is found in scripture. I'm not saying that all truth of every kind is in Scripture, like, say, for example, scientific evidence for DNA. That's not in the Bible. But everything we need for life and godliness is absolutely in the Bible. Why is this so important? Because there are a lot of lies out there in the world today, and a lot of people who think God has told them this or that, and what He has supposedly told them actually contradicts Scripture. God doesn't contradict Himself. Also, keep in mind that we are capable of deceiving ourselves. We are only human. We can't trust our feelings or our personal experiences, at least not 100%, but we can trust scripture. That is good news. We can lean on it completely and know that God has already given us everything we need for success in His eyes. We don't have to wonder or keep searching or even pray for extra revelation from God. Now, does this mean God doesn't speak to his children today? No, he absolutely does. The way he does it, or when he does it, or how often he does it may be debatable, but there's no way I'm going to say he doesn't. Just the other morning, I was wrestling and praying with God at the same time. Ever done that? And suddenly, three words came to mind so clearly, I knew they were placed there by the Holy Spirit, and I immediately felt peace. But you know what? They were in concordance with what I already knew in scripture. It wasn't new revelation. God repeated that truth to me exactly when I needed it. Real quick, before we move to number three, here are two of my favorite passages related to the sufficiency of scripture or sola scriptura. In 2 Peter 1, Simon Peter describes his experience of being an eyewitness to the majesty of Christ and actually hearing the voice of God the Father on the mountain, saying, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Can you imagine experiencing that and being there in that moment? And then in verse 19, right after this account, he shares that we have an even more confirmed word than that, the holy scriptures themselves. Amazing, right? And 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17 says, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Did you catch that? Thoroughly equipped. You lack nothing. Love the Bible, friends. It is your lifeline. Now, moving on to number three, truly one of my favorites, done is better than perfect. If you struggle with perfectionism in one or multiple ways, or maybe if you're like me, you just struggle with overthinking in general, then this one's for you and you can probably guess why. How many times have you been so close to finishing a project or only to keep tweaking and tweaking and tweaking before giving it to a client, passing it to the next person on the project team, posting on social media, publishing it, or officially calling it done and moving to the next important thing that needs to get done too. That can be a pretty stressful situation, not just for you, but for your client and those who love you and want to spend time with you. Sometimes, in fact, maybe most of the time, the project, whether big or small, is just fine the way it is. It's good enough, and you're the only one who sees how it could be better. Now, as Christians, we do need to strive for excellence, but not per- for, but not perfection. There is a difference between the two, and done is better than perfect, is nearly every instance. I found this principle to be the most helpful when I'm doing website page design or social media design, because the possibilities are truly endless. And the more I think about those possibilities, the text, the font, the colors, the style, the message, the more changes I want to make. Can you relate to this at all? If so, raise your hand. Did you know that the reason you're listening to this podcast right now is because I've applied this principle? I've already been sitting on this idea to have a podcast for a long time and finally I decided to just launch it. I know not every episode is perfect and I'll think of things later that I wish I had included, but I take comfort in knowing that it's done. The podcast is out there and soon and the sooner it's out there, the sooner it can start helping my audience, Lord willing. The sooner you can listen and benefit from it. Now, Number four is somewhat related, but it's different enough to warrant its own place on this list. We just talked about moving forward because, um, well, we just talked about moving forward with the work you're called to do because you're either overthinking it or you're being perfectionistic and tweaking it way too much. But sometimes you're not moving forward because, well, you're just plain stuck. You work from home and likely you don't have a manager or a project manager to tell you what to do next, and sometimes you're at a complete loss. I've been there, done that, and usually it's because my brain is fried or I have too many irons in the fire. But nine times out of ten, when I remember this little trick, I can get unstuck fairly quickly. Are you ready? Here it is. Number four, focus on a quick win. A quick win is something that A, doesn't take long to complete, and B, it gives immediate or visible results. It gives me the feel-good factor, it lets me check something off the list, and it gives me a little momentum to keep working through that list. For me, and for often for my clients, a quick win looks like touching base with my audience. It can be a social media post, a video tutorial, or an email, and doing these kinds of things reminds me of who I'm serving And it's actually a form of service in itself. The feedback from this type of touch point gives momentum or information to help me improve what I do or even inspiration for a new idea. Now, a quick win may look different for you. You may touch base with your audience every single day, multiple times a day with no trouble doing it or remembering to do it. The type of quick win will vary for you, but if you operate from a to-do list, simply go through your list And look for those things that you can check off the fastest and that will and will move you to the next level the quickest. Are you enjoying the Work is Good podcast? If this episode is helping you look deeper, look upward, and keep moving forward, please pay it forward by leaving a review on iTunes. Your review helps other women discover and enjoy this podcast too, and plays a valuable role in supporting the Work Is Good podcast. Power principle number five, remember PBC. Now, if you like peanut butter and chocolate together, then I have good news for you. This one is a double entendre. It can mean go have a Reese's peanut butter cup, a mighty powerful principle, let me tell you, or it can mean this. Remember priorities, boundaries, and communication. This trifecta is going to help you stay on track in your business and life like nothing else. Matthew 6.33 speaks to the eternal importance of priorities by saying, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. We need to operate our work and our life under the umbrella of priorities, and our decisions need to be made in that light. What does the Bible say about your priorities and the order they need to be in? Please be very clear on this because you will be tempted to get them out of order, and that will take you down a path you don't want to go down. Once you understand your priorities, you'll be better able to set your boundaries. And once you set your boundaries, you'll be better able to communicate them to those around you. Here's a good example of the PBC principle. Sandy, we're just going to call her Sandy. This is Remember, this is just an example. Not a real life person, but uh, probably pretty close to um, many real life people. Um, Sandy, a virtual assistant, has searched scripture and she's prayed about her priorities and is convinced that her priorities need to be, number one, God, number two, family, number three, work, number four, ministry, number five, friends, number six, her personal hobby, and so forth. You get the picture there. Now, sometimes there's overlap. For instance, Sandy may need some time with her girlfriends, time to herself, or time pursuing her personal hobby, in order to rejuvenate and be better equipped to serve her family better, which is her number two priority. In that case, she is still prioritizing effectively. But if she's promised her children a special movie night on Tuesday, and a friend later invites her to a crafting event at Hobby Lobby that night, she has an easy decision to make. Priorities serve as a filter and a helpful decision maker when two important things conflict with each other. Because of these priorities, Sandy is able to set more specific boundaries. Because work comes after family and she knows she needs to feed her children every night and spend time with them before putting them into bed, she has written in her services agreement that she is unable to work in the evenings and has specified what her daytime working hours are every week. There may be some exceptions to this rule for special client projects and she may be able to work out another arrangement for her children But because she has set a specific boundary, she's protected from lower priority items taking over the time she needs to focus on higher priority things. When a client asks her to finish editing a project or make a last-minute, time-consuming website fix in the evening, she is also more free and better able to communicate her unavailability by simply referencing her boundaries, which she has already set in their signed contract. See how that all works together. The amazing trifecta, PBC, priorities, boundaries, and communication. Let's move on to number six, which is understand the biblical definition of success. One of the biggest lies you'll hear today is that success equals money or power or influence. All those things can be rewards for hard work, but they don't equal success. Want to know what God says about success? He says it's measured in eternal currency, not temporal. And I know you know that. When you have a big eternal perspective, you will see that the world's idea of success is very, very short-sighted. All that money or recognition or influence is enjoyable for a short time only. Matthew 6 20 reminds us, But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. When King David was dying, he imparted these words of wisdom to his son Solomon in 1 Kings 2.3. Keep your obligation to the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to keep his statutes, commands, ordinances, and decrees. This is written in the law of Moses so that you will have success in everything you do and wherever you turn. Solomon then expanded more on this idea of biblical success, which you can read about in the whole chapter of Proverbs 3. Here's just a portion of that. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Not a message you'll find in Forbes or Inc. magazine, is it? Friends, don't get caught up in the wrong idea of success. God has a completely different, different definition. Power principle number seven, pick and stick with an online mentor. This is the newest principle for me, but I can firmly attest to its benefit in professional and spiritual growth. Working from home typically means you don't have coworkers or office mates to bounce ideas off of, and you also don't have an employer to direct your professional growth and provide conferences and training opportunities for you. You're responsible for all of that yourself, but where do you start? There are hundreds of internet gurus to learn from, and many times they're telling you different things. It can get overwhelming and ironically counterproductive. So I recommend that you identify one, two, or three, probably no more than that, online mentors to follow. Then pick and stick with these individuals. If you choose the right ones, those that that align with your principles and your business goals, then you likely won't be missing out on anything else. Choose someone who is thorough, professional, and definitely knows what they're talking about. If you need to follow one for a super specific aspect of your business and another guru for another important aspect, then go ahead and do that as well. Interestingly, I picked up this principle from one of my own internet gurus, Amy Porterfield, who teaches and inspires in the field of online marketing and courses, which is right up my alley. It's what I do myself and what I help my clients do. I listen to Amy's podcast and a couple of others, and if I were completely honest with you, they often cover many of the same topics, so I know that if I added someone else to the mix, it would just be more noise. Now, keep in mind, I'm not saying you can't follow other podcasts or blogs or Instagram accounts, especially those that aren't related to your actual work, but make a consistent effort to faithfully follow a handful and trust them to be your guides. Currently, I enjoy Amy Porterfield's podcast called "Online Marketing Made Easy," and she pointed she does she does deliver the goods. Very very helpful. And I also listen to Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Income podcast because he is a leading podcast expert, and this is something I'm just now getting into. And he delivers on his promise as well. Um, every episode is full of very helpful information. And I'm not going to lie, I'm hoping that I will be one of those mentors for you. I haven't found a whole lot of online mentors in this space of working from home God's way, and my goal is to help fill a void there and inspire you to, as I say in my tagline, keep looking upward, thinking deeper, and moving forward. If you'd like me to keep mentoring you this way and haven't hit the subscribe subscribe button yet on my podcast, please hit pause right now and do that before you forget. Okay, moving on to number eight. Time is your only unreplenishable asset. When you're just starting to work from home, you may not have a lot of financial resources to help grow your business or to invest in for professional growth. And that's okay because this is where we learn to get scrappy, practice some good old-fashioned time-consuming DIY, and save money in all kinds of ways. It's good for us and it helps make us who we are today and who we will become, but we can't stay there. You want to know why? Because time isn't replenishable, but money is. I still remember when my stepdaughter, Mary Rose, was gifted a basic DSLR camera for Christmas. She used that to start her photography business. And as she gained more and more clients and got better and better at it, she invested in a better camera. And then as she continued to grow, she invested in an assistant and other time-saving tools. She then used that extra time to book more clients, earn more income, and keep building her business. Today, Mary Rose is a mother of two, a three-year-old and a four-month-old, and has more time to be able to work around taking care of her babies now that she has recognized the value of time-saving tools earlier that help take her business to the next level. On my website, I have a resource page called the Virtual Assistant Toolkit where I list out my recommended tools for virtual assistant work and I organize them by budget needs from free to investment worthy. I do this for a reason because I know that many times we need to work up to higher ticket tools and as we grow our business and earn more income, then we can use that money to make investments that in return save us a whole lot of time. I'm not saying you should always choose saving time or saving money, or that you should spend a lot of money on time-saving tools, I'm simply encouraging you to remember that sometimes you'll need to choose time over money, both in your financial decisions, but also in all the areas of your life. There will be times you'll need to choose time with your loved ones or time to learn or rest over earning money. To recognize those times when they come, simply remember this, you can't get time back but you can always make more money. Now, this brings me to the end of today's episode covering eight amazing power principles that I wish I knew way at the beginning of my career. Were they helpful to you? Which ones do you already know and which ones intrigued you the most? I want to know and you can email me at kristinupwardva.com to let me know. They are principles I come back to time and time again almost daily, for sure weekly, and I hope you enjoyed these because I have more coming to you in the next episode of the Work Is Good podcast. That's episode number four, Power Principles for Work and Life part two. If you subscribe in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, then you know for sure that you won't miss it. Now, your mission should you choose to accept it is this. Take the time to think through and write out three power principles of your own. If I already covered any in this episode, that's okay. Still write it out. But my guess is that there are way more where these came from and you have your own principles that are tried and true. Be sure to post these somewhere where you can see them daily as you work. Thanks for listening to the Work is Good podcast. You can check out the show notes and all links mentioned in this episode at workingupward.com or even better, subscribe to my podcast emails so you don't ever miss an episode. Workingupward.com will take you directly to that sign up link. Until next time, keep looking up.